interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. No, wait, that goes at the end of the show. Let's start over. Hey, it's Coolio, if you don't know, and welcome to yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in uh, rather dreary downtown Halifax. It's what happened last night. (laughs) It went from, uh, let's say, late autumn to slushy midwinter, and now it's going back to autumn, so things are kind of gross out there but that just gives us a better reason to just sit at home where it's nice and dry and warm you know listen to a nice energetic radio show and also check out what's new over at low bias gaming so let's do that right now uh we have three no two new episodes sorry of final fantasy 7 by jason uh, Scarlet brings us two new episodes of Duke Nukem 3D Alien World Tour, as well as, oh my goodness, six new episodes of Blood. I'm guessing that's probably the end of the series, I'm not 100% sure on that, but, um, that's a lot to watch, especially since it's Scarlet. Uh, four new episodes of Little King's Story, brought to us by Jason, as well as, uh, his new Let's Play of EG. Uh, for the Low Bias Monthly for November, which is uh, games that involve hacking, which is the one that I chose. Um, So yeah, that's what's going on there. And, oh, Scarlet also with God of War, Ghost of Sparta, three new episodes there. Um, We also have a few new... um, soundtracks available uh, including Legacy of the Wizard, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So there is a lot of stuff to uh, go through, there's a lot of stuff to enjoy, and there's a lot of stuff to enjoy today. So let's get started on that, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Shout out that swing you beat Oh, the loyal dance, dance, dance 
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was Katamari on the Swing by Yu Miyaki and Yoshihito Yano and is, of course, the theme song for today's game from the archives. The unique and bizarre gameplay of Katamari Damacy returns in the sequel, We Love Katamari. Your goal is to roll up large balls of anything and everything that you can find so that you can replace the stars in the universe that were accidentally destroyed. We Love Katamari now includes both cooperative and competitive multiplayer modes. So yes, this is We Love Katamari. It's an action game for the PlayStation 2 developed by Now Production, published by Namco, released in 2005, and which has completely amazing music that is not to be missed, which is, of course, uh, characteristic of the Katamari games in general. Um, really fun game, really fun time, really fun everything about this game. There is no reason to, to not play it, there is no reason to not watch this Let's Play of it that Jason has provided for us over at lowbiasgaming.net. There are 37 episodes available, so it should be a pretty fun time. Check it out.
And that was Asylum for the Melodically Insane by Jeff the World from his album The Last Day. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time, as usual, for the news of the weird. As uh, previously mentioned, I am looking for something similar to news of the weird in that same digest format, but not news of the weird itself because I don't want to be uh, reading the same thing as Jason Parton of Electric Leftovers. Uh, just so we have a little bit of variety. We have lots of different news outlets, and I haven't found one that fits this show. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. If you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet at SquareSymSYM and uh, let me know. Um, also, I uh, do not read these stories ahead of time, and some of these might not jive well with all audiences. This segment is usually about... 14 minutes long or so, a little less, a little more, so take that as you will. Our lead story, Bright Idea. Another birthday staring you down. Perhaps you can follow the lead of a man in the Netherlands who has launched a legal battle in the town of Arnhem to change his age from 69 to 49. You can change your name and change your gender, Emil Rattleband noted. Why can't I decide my own age? Think of a lot of reasons. The Dutch positivity trainer told BBC News that he feels discriminated against both in the career realm and on Tinder. I can feel you there. When I am on Tinder it's, and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer, Valban says. When I'm 49 with the face that I have, I will be in a luxurious position. He also describes himself as, quote, a young god. It might be pushing the envelope a little bit there, Rattleband. Um, the arbiters of his case aren't so sure, though. One judge wanted to know what would become of the 20 years that would be erased by such a change. Who were your parents looking after then? Who was that little boy, he wondered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can totally understand the other things. Because genetics are a weird thing, you might need to change your gender, you might need to change your name, you might need to change your name for other reasons, but... How, how do you rationalize changing your birthday? Oh my goodness, some people. Okay, um, the, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial spirit. Roxy Sykes, 33, of London had a brainstorm that started when someone complimented her on her beautiful feet. I was convinced to set up a social media account to show to show them off, she told Metro News on November 1st. But that was just the ground floor for the pedopreneur. Don't take that the wrong way. It wasn't until I started getting thousands of followers and messages about selling used items that I realized I could profit from it, she said. In her busiest month, she grossed more than 8,000 pounds peddling socks, shoes, and videos to foot fetishists. Hmm. Pairs of shoes that I would wear for two months 
would sell for 200 pounds, and a pair of socks that I wore for a day would sell for 20 pounds. Then a single video of me just wiggling my toes would make 100 pounds, I was really raking in a lot of money, she continued. Overall, she says, she's, pull she's pulling down about 100,000 pounds a year. If you got it flaunted, I suppose. Uh, Sykes has also uh, mentored fellow fetish models. It's great to be able to help others and teach people my apparent talent, she said. You do you, man. And everyone who is a fan of you can also do themselves. That's fine. Moving on. Yes. New World Order. Coming soon from the state-run ag uh, news agency Xinhua in China, the first artificial intelligence anchor woman. Artificial intelligence anchor debuted at the World Internet Conference in Wuxian, China on November 7th. Apparently, the person who comes up with names was on vacation. The virtual host, based on images, uh, images of human news broadcasters, can have real-time news typed into its system even while it's on air. A synthesized voice reads the script. Xinhua, hold, uh, Xinhua told Time that its new anchor can work 24 hours a day, reducing news production costs and improving efficiency. But does it have a personal catchphrase such as, Good night and good news. I... probably not. Do I have one? I guess at the end of the show I say, I'm cool if you know, you know what I say. And if you don't know what I say, if you don't know, then you will hear it in about 38 minutes time. Weird science. Dude! Scientists at the... Uh, that's what it says. It says dude, I swear. Yeah. Dude, scientists at the Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey have created a mushroom that can produce electricity using light, Discover Magazine reports. Using common button mushrooms, cyanobacteria, very adapted for the photosynthesis, and graphene nanoribbons to make electrodes to transport the electricity, researchers were able to produce harvestable electricity by shining a light on their, quote, bionic mushroom. While the amount of electricity created was small, the team noted the experiment demonstrated an, quote, environmentally friendly and green source of pho photosynthetic bioelectricity. That's kind of interesting, actually. Maybe it will mean something for the future of solar panels? Mm, who's to say? Maybe it'll be even better for the environment. That is something I think most people can get behind. Other people are probably dependent on the naturally unfriendly That's political discourse. Let's put that aside and go with our next story. Wait, what? That's what it is. On November 12th, a group of cyclists in Hustopi... Oh, Hustu... Hustopiece... Let's say Hustapiece, Moravia, Czech Republic, uh, enjoyed a sunny afternoon of riding to a local landmark known as Lookout Tower, reported United Press International. 
Taking in the view from the top of the tower, they saw a drone flying around and took video of it, capturing the moment when the drone picked up one of uh, their bicycles from the ground and flew away with it. One of the cyclists threw his helmet at the drone as it flew off, and the others ran down the tower steps to chase the drone on foot. Happily, the drone dropped the bike a few hundred feet from the tower. Oh, that little scamp. <laughs> I am liking the news today. It's all... There, there's not really anything super, like, depressing or anything. I'm sure that now I've mentioned it, something is going to happen. Let's just hope it doesn't. Our next story, Crikey! Um... Well, I'm just reading the news. A Jackson County... Okay, I'm commenting on it too. A Jackson County Sheriff's deputy in Kansas City, Missouri, serving an eviction notice on November 7th, was startled to discover catfish, with a K, a 7-foot-long, 200-pound alligator that tenant Sean Casey kept as a pet, along with three pythons, a rabbit, and several cats. That's some talent right there, keeping that assortment of animals, um, you know, not attacking each other. Uh, Casey told KSHB-TV that he's had catfish for four years. He's a big cuddly gator, Casey said. He wags his tail when I come home. If you say so. The gator could lounge in the home's bathtub and, quote, get up and get out and cruise through the house, said Dana Sal uh, Savarelli with Monkey Island Rescue, who officers called to help wrangle the alligator. He had a ramp. Unfortunately, alligators are prohibited in Kansas City, so Catfish was relocated to Monkey Island in nearby Greenwood, Missouri. And although Casey said Catfish, Catfish was, quote, not a vicious animal like some people make them out to be, he was ticketed for possessing an exotic animal within city limits. That's one chill gator. Um, also, Monkey Island. Um, isn't that place cursed? Last I heard, anyway. It also has secrets. But that's neither here nor there. Let's move on to the crime report. Oh boy. Um, two stories here. First, in North College Hill, Ohio, on November 6th, Noel Hines' criminal love for thin mints finally caught up with her when she was arrested for stealing, quote, a large order of Girl Scout cookies last March, Fox News reported. North College Hill police said Hines took delivery of the cookies valued at more than $1,600 and intended for a gold... Ah, for a local Girl Scout troop and never returned or paid for them. When Hines showed up at the town's mayor's court on an unrelated matter, police arrested her, then posted on Facebook, <clears throat> That's the way the cookie crumbles. I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. Let's move on to our next crime report. On November 11th, St. John's County, Florida Sheriff deputies responded to reports of a car crashed into a home on St. Augustine Shores, according to Action News Jax. Officers discovered the uh, car's driver, Darren Dwayne Touchton, 58, had previously had a relationship with the homeowner, and at the time of the incident, another person was with her at the home. 
Tushton, quote, did not approve, the deputy stated. And when he saw the other man in the front yard, he floored his Nissan Maxima in an attempt to kill the interloper. But the target jumped out of the way and Tushton hit the house. Police also determined Tushton had previously threatened to kill the man with his car. He was charged with attempted homicide, three counts of aggravated assault, and driving on a suspended license. I wonder why it was suspended. On the lamb, ladies and gentlemen. Perhaps in an effort to escape its likely fate, a turkey in Shoshone, Shoshone? One of the two. In Idaho, was rounded up by police on November 7th after terrorizing the neighborhood around North 1st Street. United Press International reported the bird was detained at a local petting zoo pending the owners coming forward to claim it. Shoshone police uh, posted on Facebook that the claimer would have to do, quote, an embarrassing dance to get the bird back. What? You've been sentenced to dance. X-Men, welcome to dance. Uh, okay. I guess it's, it's Thanksgiving and instead of going, you know, instead of charging you money or sending you to jail or something, just, just dance it off. You'll be fine. Our last story for today, so there. Administrators at Spalding Grammar School in Spa uh, Spalding, Lincolnshire, England, introduced a new policy this year banning sixth formers, or high schoolers, from carrying book bags between classes. Huh? The school felt the heavy bags were causing injury to students and encouraged them to carry their books in their arms instead. But Jacob Ford, 17, disagreed, reported Metro News and made his point by carrying his books in a wicker basket and an open microwave oven for which he received a two-day suspension. Head teacher Stephen Wilkinson huffed, We have a student who has behaved in an increasingly inappropriate way, actions the likes of which I have never witnessed, and who has been sanctioned entirely in line with the school's policies. But for his mother, Tracy, backed up her son's protest, I'm very proud of him for standing up for something he believes in microwave or no microwave why wouldn't you all oh my goodness i mean i i understand that you had a reasoning for it but that doesn't mean your reasoning was good oh boy i don't th i don't think that i don't think that um that this kid's a um, behavior was inappropriate. Sometimes it... Well, I guess the microwave would be even heavier than the book bag. Eh, whatever. He, as far as I'm concerned, he didn't break any rules, so... Take that as you will, I suppose. That was some good news today. Like, this is one kind of negative-ish one, but... Um, that was some good-feeling news. And let's move on to some probably less good feeling weather. <laughs> because, wow. Um, it is currently 3 degrees and um, light rain here in Halifax. Do watch out on the roads. They're probably going to be a little bit slippery after the um, rather um, disgusting, I guess you could say, 
uh, slush and stuff that has built up over the day. So do be careful on the roads. Uh, looking at a low of one degree tonight and some rain. Um, let's see. Wind east 40 kilometers gusting to 60 except gusting to 80 along parts of the coast early this evening. Rainfall amount about 5 to 10 millimeters. Tomorrow, a 30% chance of flurries and a high of plus 2, so it could give, get even uglier on the roads. Um, no indication of how much snow there might be, though. And at night, a low of minus 1 and 60% chance of flurries. Uh, Sunday, November 18th, a high of 3 and sunny skies going down to a low of minus 3 and cloudy skies, cloudy skies at night. Monday, November 19th, periods of rain and a high of 9 going down to a low of minus 1 and cloudy skies at night. Tuesday, November 20th, um, periods of rain or snow and a high of plus 2 going down to a low of minus 5 and snow at night. Wednesday, November 21st, periods of snow and a high of minus 1 going down to a low of minus 5 and cloudy periods at night. And Thursday, November 22nd, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 1. Unfortunately, it is that time of year where we start getting highs in the negatives. It was bound to happen. It's only going to happen for a few months and then we can start having nice temperatures again. I swear it. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Hotline Miami by Ceramis, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And, ladies and gentlemen and people of all gender identities, I have found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing, and I want to share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call, wait for it, I found a thing. Now, before I go on to this thing, I do want to... Um, give a shout out to Desert Bus for Hope. Uh, they just ended at, um, well, at my time, 6 a.m. this morning. I was up until the end. Uh, they have raised so far over $5 million uh, through the 12 years that they've done their event for the um, charity uh, Child's Play, which helps uh, children in hospitals and um uh, domestic violence shelters, things, places like that, with uh, you know toys and games and things uh, to help them through their hard times. It's a really nice uh, organization. This year alone, they have broken so many records. Uh, they raised seven hundred and thirty thousand four hundred and forty-nine dollars and thirty-seven cents. Uh, the event itself was completely amazing. And I do suggest uh, next year when they do it again, because they will do it again, uh, that you all give it a look. You can go to desertbus.org for more information on that. But for now, let us go on to the actual thing that I found, uh, which is um, there, there are a lot of um, this one's going to be a little more, you know, unplugged, if you will. But um there are a lot of video games that have their secret messages in them. And sometimes those secret messages can be found by, you know, you press start on controller 2 and hold A and B on controller 1 at the same time. Oh, there is a special message that showed up. Excuse me. But sometimes uh, in order to find these secret messages, you have to look deep within the data of the game itself. It's not something that you can just simply um, put in a code and there it is. You actually have to go looking for it in, um, yeah. But if it's a computer game, maybe there is a secret file somewhere. If it's a um, video game ROM, for instance, you have to go looking in the ROM's data for actual words that were not in the game. And uh, sometimes these are messages um, telling crackers to uh, step off of their um, intellectual properties. Sometimes it's uh, inviting them to, instead of uh, using their cracking skills for evil, come work for us. And I will give you some example. And sometimes it's also just some rants from overtired programmers who have crunched once too many to try to get this game out the door and they're just completely uh, sick and tired and they just need to vent and they'll put their message in the game and they think no one will find it. Well, guess what? 
People have found it, and they put it on a website called The Cutting Room Floor. It's tcrf.net. There is a lot of information about these secret messages, about these, um, about unused maps, unused tiles, unused messages, all sorts of things. I'm just going to share with you a uh, selection of things that I've found over the, um, over the last uh, week or so that um, I found particularly interesting. Um, starting with an example of the um, first situation that I gave is the Amiga port for uh, Dragon's Lair. Um, this is what happens when, a uh, when trying to port a Laserdisc game to a system that could only support floppy disks at the time. Um, I know that there was a... Um, I don't know if this is the... No, I'm pretty sure this is an, an actual graphic video type of port. It's not like the um, the NES game, which where it became a platformer for some reason, and um, not a very good one. Anyway, uh, this was developed by Visionary Design, published by ReadySoft, and released in 1989, and contains a hidden dev message um, telling crackers why copy protection exists pretty much a message to crackers nobody wants copy protection all it is designed to do is give a program a fighting chance now we realize that there is a great competition to see which group breaks this game first however if you do break it please consider this if you let this game out early after release and there are few sales it'll be very difficult to justify follow-up games of this type nobody benefits not the developers, not the users, and not the Amiga community. Please reconsider holding on for a while and not letting the game suffer. The decision is yours. I mean, overall, it's kind of a good argument. But um, most of the ports of Dragon's Lair weren't very good, especially when they were working on limited systems, such as ones that only supported floppy disks. The DOS port was pretty much the same thing, um, only supported floppy disks, and only supported a limited palette. I think it was an EGA game. So that's 16 colors to work with, and you don't really get to play around with them very much. Um... Let us move on to another game here. Now I have a list and I'm just kind of going through this list in no particular order. Just to give you an idea here. Uh, Godzilla Coon, the game that would go on that would later go on to become the Godzilla game on the Game Boy. Uh, this was for the MSX specifically. Uh, developed by Compile, published by Toho, who also has the rights for uh, Godzilla in general, and released in Japan in 1985. Uh, this contained a message, it was a little bit of a story about the development of this game, because it was originally going to be called Godzilla, uh, Godzilla Land, but then they decided to call it Godzilla-kun, and uh, things weren't too happy over at Compile. Gods, this is a translation, by the way. It's originally written in uh, Romanized uh, Japanese. Godzilla-kun was originally called Godzilla Land, but uh, however, Toho quickly decided to call it Godzilla-kun. At that time, I may or may not have fainted. 
and Janice, who designed the logo for Godzilla Land, cried, and despite the fact that everyone tried to cheer him up, it was still tough for him. Also, Moo cried, just from seeing him cried. Uh, Moo being Moo Nitani, who is the owner of Compiled. Uh, Compile. Ugh. Uh, Godzilla-kun was written in only two months, so I gave it my all and worked day and night toward the end. I don't know whether or not the aftermath was a blow to him, but Gemini, with a J, flew into a rage and kicked, kicked a garbage bin over some English-related thing. Uh, Gemini being Ge Gemini Hirono, who is a uh, programmer at Compile. Uh, furthermore, because he also kicked a desk, he's been complaining that his leg hurts. And everyone lived happily ever after? Maybe? I don't know. I haven't actually played this game, so I couldn't really tell you about it, but, um, yeah, things happened. Um, so, yes, this was written by Janice Teramoto, uh, who was one of the artists over at Compile, um... Who is the, the one who started crying, apparently. <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting thing. Oh no, the um, the comment was written by uh, programmer WOW, uh, W-A-O, WOW Ishimaru. So, there you go. Let's move on to another one. Which is the new Tetris. As soon as it wants to load, this is not necessarily most... By the way, this one's a little... filthy. So this is one that you might want to check out by, by yourself, but I will point it out so that you know. I believe this was actually uh, featured on um, a video by Guru Larry, so... You can also check him out. Um, I believe it's Larry Bundy Jr. is his uh, channel name on YouTube. Uh, this was developed by H2O, Enter H2O Entertainment, published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64, released in North America on July 31st, 1999. And as for the game itself, well, it's Tetris. I mean, I don't have to explain it. I hope I don't have to explain it. It's Tetris. Anyway. Uh, from a, a memorial site for David Pridey, a.k.a. Martial Artist, who was one of the programmers who unfortunately had died around 2002. Um, this is a bit of a message from that site. Most know of Dave's involvement in the video game industry programming games, but not as many know about a secret message he slipped into the final code on one of, the, uh, one of those games he worked on, The Tetris Rant. At the time, he got himself an H2O in quite a bit of hot water with Nintendo. He figured it was his small piece of immortality and that no one would find it for years, if at all. It took the hardcore gamers about three days to find it and post it on the internet. And I shall let you people, you fine people, go to tcrf.net and look up the new Tetris and read it. Because it's quite the interesting read. It is quite the long read as well, so I don't really have the time to go through it today. But um, yeah, that is what's going on over at tcrf.net. Uh, give it a look. And uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff there that you will find if you look 
hard enough. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Tanuki's eighth duel by Commissar from his album Cosmic Phantasm. That'll be it for today's episode, and we're running short on time, so I'll get right to it. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by Format, Madame Unamiki, Nori Kikemikura, Simon Whittington, Pig Projects, and Ensnare. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and at 8.30 anything goes with CKDU Surprise. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There is also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Uh, Square Wave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio or wherever you find your podcasts. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolier if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>